This is a free download from Delancey Elam Church. We meet every Sunday morning at 10.30am in the Delancey Elam Church building at Le Bank St. Sampson's in the Channel Island of Guernsey. To contact us or find out more information about us, please visit our website at delanceyelam.co.uk. business going out your door, you step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Now, for Tolkien fans out there, you may recognise that quote because it's by Bilbo Baggins. A dangerous business going out your door, you step onto the road and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. It's a lot of truth spoken in that solitary sentence. It's a dangerous business going out our door. And actually, quite literally, over the last few days, it has been dangerous because we've had such stormy, windy weather, we've not really wanted to go out. We want to batten down the hatches. But metaphorically as well, I think this sentence holds a lot of truth. Stepping out onto this road, onto this journey that we call life, can be pretty risky. There can be things that come our way that will threaten to knock us sideways, that will indeed sweep us off our feet, getting pulled in all sorts of different directions. Because, as Mary said quite rightly, life has its ups and its downs, doesn't it? It has its struggles, it has its difficulties as we go through this journey of life. So how do we keep our feet? How do we ensure that we don't get swept off course? Well, I want us to have a little look at a journey in the Bible. And if you do have a Bible, you can turn to Acts 20. Now, unfortunately, I did have this on the PowerPoint for you. But, you know, with all these little things, little gremlins seem to get into computers, don't they? I don't know what happens, but they do. And then it all goes kaput and you can't, you know, do whatever you want. So, unfortunately, I don't have the PowerPoint that um, I wanted but to go with this morning. But if you do have a Bible, turn to Acts 20. If you don't, you can close your eyes, sit back and listen to me. Okay. So this is about the journey of St. Paul in Macedonia and in Greece. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples. And after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he'd gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months. And when a plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria... He decided to return through Macedonia. So Peter, the Berean, son of Pyrrhus, accompanied him. And of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and Gaius of Derbe, and Timothy and the Asians, Titicus and Trophinus. These went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. And in five days we came to them at Troas where we stayed for seven days. Now, to the Jewish mind who was um, reading this, reading it about Paul's travels and about Paul's journey, they might have been thinking about the other journey in the Bible. Maybe they were thinking about the Israelites coming out of Egypt into the Promised Land. For those who weren't Jews, for those who were uh, Gentiles, 
they too would know of great travel stories. The Odyssey, the Iliad, stories of journeys, of battles and struggles. So maybe they would have likened it a little bit, perhaps, to those in their mind. But here is Paul. He's a new hero on a journey. And it connects with the reader of Acts. Because we too are on a journey. As I said, we're on life's journey, as it were. And Paul and Mary have celebrated the fact that they've journeyed for 40 years. And they know the ups and the downs. But this morning isn't only, and I don't want it to only be about the strength of marriage relationships, but that of faithfulness and commitment to all our relationships that we have and all the friendships in our own life. The blind humanitarian, Helen Keller, you will have heard of her, I'm sure. She once said this, My friends have made the story of my life. In a thousand ways they have turned my limitations into beautiful privileges and enabled me to walk serene and happy. In the, shadow, in the shadow cast by my deprivation. There's a woman who is able to say that the friends in her life, the friends on her journey have helped her, have supported her, have made a difference to her to help her in the limitations that she's had. It's a beautiful quote. But it's a quote that also is a bit of a challenge. To keep our feet, as Bilbo Baggins was saying, we need other people. We need the help of our friends, of our family, of our communities that we're a part of, maybe even work colleagues. We need them around us to help get to where we want to go. But the challenge to us, and this is what I want to ask us this morning, is what are we doing to enable others? How are we being the support? How are we being the encouragement? How are we being the friend to other people in our life? We will have all sorts of people on our journey with us. And what are we doing towards them? How are we helping them with the ups and the downs, with the circumstances that come their way? Who are we journeying with and who are we encouraging? So our journey of life, and I've got quickly just a few points to say, our journey of life involves being the encourager. You see, if we go back to the passage that Paul, that I was speaking about Paul, it says, after the uproar ceased, that was an uproar in uh, riot in Ephesus was happening Paul sent to the disciples, and after encouraging them, Paul was encouraging his followers. He said farewell. And when he had gone through those regions, he gave them much encouragement. So we see Paul here is being the encourager with other people around him. And walking with someone on their journey in life might mean for us that we too can be the encourager, that we can be the person that supports others. Here's what I learned from being encouraged myself and being an encourager, that encouragement will take someone to a place they thought they could never enter and get them to do something they never thought they would be able to do. Sometimes people just need that from us, don't they? That little push of encouragement to get them to a place they never thought they could get to. Encouragement uses the right words because it has listened to the cry. There's a passage in the Bible which talks about the Lord hearing um, those who, who have cried out and encouraging them. You see, when we listen to people and we hear them, we can say the right words to them when we stop for a moment and hear their story. The result of encouragement is strength. It speaks about in the Bible that um, when the believers are encouraged, so they are strengthened as well. 
And as we encourage others, we can strengthen them. Encouragement doesn't come naturally. It's a gift to be sought. The Bible talks about the gifts that are given and encouragement is one of them. Sometimes you look at people and you think, oh, they are naturally people who just encourage. I'm not really like that. But actually, it's something that we can all seek out. It's something that we can all obtain. It's a gift to be sought. Encouragement needs endurance for there to be a future. Being an encourager is not easy. It takes effort. Sometimes it does take effort, doesn't it? We have to get out of our little comfort zone to be the encourager, to be the support that other people might need. In the Bible, in a book called Thessalonians, it says this, gently encourage the stragglers and reach out for the exhausted, pulling them to their feet. Be patient with each person, attentive to individual needs. Sometimes it takes a while. Sometimes it takes time. And it takes effort to be the encourager. But encouragement is needed to get people to where they should be. And I wonder today, what kind of encouragers are we in other people's lives? You know, people often want to change the world, don't they? I know when I was young, I wanted to change the world. Did you have that aspiration? I just want to change the world. I want to just make a big difference. And sometimes we can get frustrated that we're not making the huge difference we want to see and we want to make. But as I got a little bit older and a tiny bit wiser, just a little bit, I've realised actually that the biggest difference we can make is sometimes in the really small things of life. The big influence we can have is in the little things because they actually are the big things in the words we say, the smile we share, the shoulder we offer or the ear we lend. Actually, in those small things, when we all do it together, we make a real big difference. So we can change the world in that respect. So our journey of life involves being the encourager. It also involves being part of a team, because when you look at the passage that I've just read, Paul didn't work alone. Now, I am not going to reread all those names. Were you impressed that I was able to read all those names? <laughs> Thank the Lord for the um, website that is, is, you know, tells you how to pronounce things. So I've been practicing that this weekend. So, so I'm not going to re-say it, but you got the idea that there was a team of people that Paul was with, and he belonged to part of a team. He was a team player. And a great journey of life is one that encompasses all kinds of people along the way that we have accompanying with us. The Magnificent Seven accompanied Paul as he heads back to Jerusalem. Five of them we probably recognise a little bit perhaps, but I don't think we know anything really much about Secundus or uh, Sepatea. You know, who are these people? Have you ever heard of them before? No? Who are they? And of course, there's loads of interesting ideas and and theologians have put forward different ideas, but actually maybe that's not the main thing. Maybe their importance comes from being with Paul and accompanying him on the journey. That's where their worth is. That's, That's more than enough. They were there. They were supporting Paul. And sometimes we have people around us on our journey of life. No, they might not be the the most wealthy, the most talented, the most qualified, whatever it is. But actually, their significance is in who they are and they're with you and they love you and they support you. You might not think that you've got much to offer. You might think, what can I do? What can I do in my life for other people? But actually just being there and accompanying people and being a support and encourager is the most important thing. We can choose to do that. And as we think about this commitment, as we think about our journey this morning, maybe we can think about that too. Who's part of our team, but actually whose team are we a part of? 
And who are we being the support and encouragement to? Because just a small word, just a small little thing can make a massive difference. So our journey of life, yeah, it involves being an encourager. It involves being part of a team. But it also involves helping others to join the journey. Acts 20, verse 5, have said this. These went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. Now, you might think, well, what's the significance of that? But that little word, us, is significant. It's short, but it's significant. Why? Because what has happened is Luke's writing this. And Paul and Silas um, had left Luke behind in Philippi at the end of Acts 16. Luke had, had been left behind. And so he hasn't probably been with them for about seven years. And suddenly we get this, this sentence and it says they were waiting for us. And Luke is now in the story. He's part of it. He's in the group now. So Paul's decided to call by Philippi and Luke rejoins the team. It's one thing to write an account. It's quite another to write the account with yourself in it. What had Luke been doing all those years? How was he feeling in himself for not being a part of what was going on? We can't answer that. But what we do know is that he was ready and Paul welcomed him back into the team. Maybe there's people that we've journeyed with once before. Maybe there's friends or maybe there's people that need us to go and bring them back. Maybe they need a word of encouragement from us. Maybe they need us to see something in them to say, come on, you can do this. You've been out of it for so long or whatever, or you've been here, you've been there, but come back. Maybe we can think of someone that's lost their way. And it can be frustrating for us, but actually they just need us to come alongside them and be that encouragement. Is there someone that we can help on their feet again? Our journey of life involves helping others to get back into the journey. It also involves this, enjoying the journey. Acts 26, it says, But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to Metroaz, where we stayed for seven days. So the magnificent seven had already gone ahead, and Paul remained behind, as did Luke. From Philippi they sailed for five days, Today, you can uh, get to the other side of the world, can't you, in less than a day? It's all changed now. We're living in a different world. To travel five days would be a cruise today. You wouldn't have to do that now. But what it did was it gave time for Paul and Luke to be together and to listen to one another and to understand each other. As islanders, we don't take very long journeys, do we, when we're driving around Guernsey, unless you're me and you're lost in St. Martin's Lane or something like that. Um, but we don't have to take very long journeys because you can get to the other end of the island pretty quickly. So everything's quite short for us. But life is like a journey. And sometimes we need to just remember to slow things down, perhaps, and enjoy it. Let's not rush life. Let's learn to slow things down a little bit. Stop. Look. Listen. Dream. Plan. Share our failures and our successes with our friends, our family. Share our losses and our victories, our fears and our strengths. Sometimes we just go so fast through this life that we forget to pause and to make time for the really important things. Well, important people, because that's what really is important to us. Maybe today, being spurred on by this renewal service, we can think about our own journeys and think, actually, who's in my team, who's on my journey. I just need to slow it down and be really appreciative of those around me. 
you might be thinking, I wish I had more people around me, more friends and family, but let's start with the ones we have (laughs) and be thankful for them. And finally, our journey of life involves one who remains faithful through and in all things. You see, in this passage, we see Paul as the encourager. He's the one that's part of a team, but behind the scenes, there's another encourager. Maybe one that's not obvious in the text that we've just read, but there is one there that we perhaps don't even realise. Because the Spirit of God is behind all that Paul was doing. God's providence was there. And the Spirit of God is the greatest helper, the greatest comforter, and the greatest guide we can have. And we've heard that being testified this morning. He will help us to keep our feet. We celebrate faithfulness in our own friendships and in our own relationships. But actually, that doesn't come anywhere close to the faithfulness that God shows each and every one of us and wants us to experience. There's a book in the Bible called Lamentations, and it says this, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. When God is described as faithful, It means he brings all his power and all his love and all his compassion and dedication to you. That's what it means, God's faithfulness. And one of the things the Bible says that God cannot be is unfaithful. God cannot be unfaithful towards us. It's not in his nature. So even when we are unfaithful to God, even when we turn our back or we do whatever, whatever it is, God says that he will remain faithful to us. That's wonderful, isn't it? And I pray today that we may just pause for a moment now and we may consider for ourselves this journey of life and think for ourselves who's on our journey? Who are we journeying with? Who is it that we're encouraging and that we're supporting on this road? Who's part of our team? that we can appreciate? Who can we help get on their feet again? And may we stop for a moment and may we just enjoy, enjoy the important things, one another. And finally, may we never forget that we have one who is closer than any earthly friend, one who is faithful in all things, one who says that he will never leave us and he will never forsake us, but that he's always with us. Amen. I'm going to invite the worship group to come back. We're going to end with one last song. And as we do that, I pray today that we might just consider all that has been said this morning and all that we have been a part of today. It's great to celebrate the anniversaries. It's great to celebrate that commitment and that faithfulness. But we can also be mindful ourselves and think for ourselves, okay, How can I show my faithfulness more to other people around my life, my friendships and my relationships? And be thankful too for the faithfulness that God shows each and every one of us. Shall we stand together? Father God, I thank you that you haven't left us to do this journey of life on our own, but that you have said that you are with us always and that you are faithful to the end of the age. And we thank you for that. Thank you that we have the assurance of your love and your goodness in our lives. God, I pray as we are all on this journey that we would just be mindful and pause for a moment to appreciate.
those in our lives. And you'd help us to think too of how we can be the best encourager, the best supporter, the best helper, the best comforter that we can be to those around us. Show us how we can help our friends, our family members, our loved ones, our communities, our work colleagues, whoever it might be. God, I thank you that you love us. And I pray that that love would just flow out of our hearts and our lives. Thank you for listening to this free download from Delancey Elim Church. For more downloads or to contact us, please visit our website at delanceyelim.co.uk.